for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. The Holy Spirit. When you get born again, of course, you get the Spirit of God dwelling within. And then when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you get endued with power and the Spirit upon Wonderful. Nobody should go through life without it. But, um, you know, there's also manifestations of the Holy Ghost, you know, in meetings or, um, I mean, I've been in some meetings. Of course, I sat under Kenneth Hagin for 21 years, I think it was. So I'm telling you, we saw some manifestations of the Holy Ghost. And uh, there is nothing like it. Once you've experienced it, once you've tasted that, uh, you wouldn't take the world with a fence around it, you know. And but those things are uh, best way I can say it. Heavenly things are kind of like things in the natural. Um, you can grab something. I could grab this podium right here and pull it to myself, you know. But you know, spiritual things are just that way as well. And I had God say to me, Lord said to me one time. I'll take you as far as you want to go. I thought, really, God? Really, you would take me as far as I want to go? How cool. And then he said, how far will you go? And it, every, so much depends on our life, what we do, our spiritual walk. Are we work, walking according to the word of God, to the, in the love of God? Um, do we have a prayer life? Um, I was in a meeting one time, it was a women's meeting, but uh, uh, one night there was just, I mean, there was a spirit of prayer, and it was heavy duty, Holy Ghost night, you know, but I just had intercession, just, I mean, I couldn't quit talking in tongues as hard as fast as I could for four hours. <laughs> it started at seven, meeting, you know, got going good about 11. This was actually Lynette Hagen's women's conference <clears throat> several years ago, but um, and it seemed like ten minutes. Uh, you know, I did a sermon one time on the natural man versus the spirit man, and sometimes it's easy in this life to just get caught up in the natural, even if you're born again spirit-filled, you know, but. Um, how important it is to not just be a natural man. And to, uh, I think the best way I know to just tune your spirit, build yourselves up on your most holy faith, and pray in the Holy Ghost, and it will tune your spirit to become very keen, just almost as keen as Mark. <laughs> Pastor Mark. <laughs> No, I'm, getting, I'm not getting. It'll just tune your spirit, um, and you'll just start seeing things. I mean, God will show you stuff. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. Uh, more than that, you'll have the sweetest communion with the Father and just uh, than you could imagine. But that night we were praying. Uh, to me, there was a spirit of prayer. I don't know if everyone felt it that night or not, but I was just praying in the Holy Ghost literally for four hours, and it seemed like it went by so fast, 10 minutes. And, you know, I think that's what happens when your spirit 
man becomes dominant instead of your flesh, you know, which is really easy. It's like, dear Lord, I've been praying for six hours. It's been 10, 12 minutes, you know. And, <laughs> but that night I saw something. Um, nobody was in a hurry, you know. The clock was not on the wall. I mean, we were all there to have the Holy Ghost move. And uh, I just prayed in tongues as hard as I could. I don't know if anyone else was. There was thousands of people there um, for four hours. And at the end of four hours, I kid you not, something broke loose in that place. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen it like that. It was literally, I mean, I've... I didn't really see it in the natural, but it was like I almost could see it. This dam broke out of heaven. <clears throat> and um, it was like a gusher just let loose straight out of heaven. And, you know, I've thought since then, what would happen if we just let God have his way for as long as he wants, when he wants? Amen what he wants, when he wants, how long he wants it, you know? And I believe we would see people's lives delivered like crazy. I believe we'd see amazing manifestations of the Holy Ghost. And uh, I knew I was going to be talking to the meat crowd. <laughs> not, <clears throat> excuse me, not fed with milk, right? We drink our milk, but we eat that meat too, isn't that right? And uh, you're the people I wanted to tell. Just... Go as far as you can and hard as fast as you can with God. And then you'll see, I believe we'll start seeing things in the meetings. Church services will be different. Uh, Paul said, I pray in tongues. I thank God I pray in tongues more than you all. Sometimes some denominations will take that chapter and they'll pick out the things he said about don't pray in tongues here, don't pray in tongues there. Well, of course you wouldn't have a whole service of praying in tongues, you know. But... Um, but if we all just tune our spirit, build ourselves up on our most holy faith, and just try to become as spiritual as we can, isn't that right? Then I believe we'll see God do some amazing things. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, I, I was telling you earlier about being the preacher's son and all this. And it's very true, I was. I, and I did sit on the front row. I was a cute kid. <laughs> I looked good. My mama made me take baths, so I smelled good. There's no se low self-esteem in Texas, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I sang real loud. And I was as lost as a goose in a snowstorm. And I grew up knowing there had to be a whole lot more to this than what I was hearing in church. Although I do know for a matter of a fact that my dad was born again. He has passed away now. He just passed away in December. I know he was born again. But, you know, we didn't get a whole lot of good stuff about being spirit-filled and so forth preached to us there at that church. <clears throat> I knew there was so much more, and so I searched for it for many, many years. And while I was searching for it, I was hammerheaded. Y'all ever heard that term, hammerheaded? Yeah. Because I had been brought up in a doctrine that just 
preach totally against that kind of stuff. The kind of stuff that I do now. The kind of stuff that I am now. The what I am in Christ now. Praise God. Got spirit-filled over 10 years ago now. Been going to church all my life, but it's been like 11 or 12 years ago. Something like that, I got spirit-filled. I was sitting at a Country Gospel Music Association awards deal, and uh, we had a, we have, it's a very good association, and we, they have worship services every morning of that, and uh, so anyway, if I talk faster, I, you know, I could get this done. Anyway, uh, but y'all don't know, man, you sitting on the front row, better look out. I mean, I was just, so uh, I'd been praying for these things, and I could sit here and tell y'all stories for hours about my trip and my journey to come to being spirit-filled, truly born-again Christian. I'm not saying that I was lost. I don't know that I was lost, okay? But I believe I must have been. I mean, I'm not, I haven't fully figured that all out. But since I didn't really know, I must have been lost, okay? I didn't really know. Somebody could ask me, well, Blaine, are you going to go to heaven? Well, if I'm a good boy, I will. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know. But after many, many years of searching and all of this, I, was, I had learned a lot. And I was sitting in a worship service, and we just sit around in a circle, and we have a lesson at this service, and we uh, sing. And that song I sang to you earlier, I just started singing it because I wrote that song one day just because I was... I don't know, God gave it to me. And so that song means a lot to me, Holy Spirit come. I didn't even know anything hardly about the Holy Spirit when I wrote that song. Holy Spirit come, come into my heart, come into my heart, come into my, come into this place, come into this place. I want to praise God's name. I didn't really know how to praise his name. I didn't really. But then I didn't know how to love God. I really didn't know how to love God. And that day, there in that service, it entered my mind, I have children. And I said, there's no way in the wide world of sports that I would put my child on the cross and I would kill him and let him die on the cross. I wouldn't do that. But I would run in front of a freight train for him. Bing, bing, bing. Bing, the lights went on. God loves us that much. For the first time in my life, after many years of searching, I realized how much God loved me. And I got born again right there, spirit-filled, went to singing in tongues, and I went outside the building because I couldn't contain myself and cried like a big old baby for about three hours. Just bawling and squalling most of the time. Every now and then I'd have to stop and take a breath. (laughs) And it's been a miraculous thing that went on. The Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are born again. And I am. And I know that I am. And when you know that you know that you know, You got it figured out, buddy. You got it figured out. There's no doubt. There is no doubt. I got her whipped. 
Now, does that mean I don't just sit back on my hind end and do nothing? You know, well, I'm saved. I ain't worried about it now. No, it does not mean that at all. God has a plan for each and every one of us. God has a big, 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 tremendous plan for each and every one of us. Believe me. Because everything that he gives us to do, we think, boy, that's big. I don't know if I can handle that or not. So it must be big, right? I mean, I mean too many times that's the way we think about it. You know, when God told me to preach, I said, uh-uh. New. This boy don't preach. That's what I'm doing. In case y'all didn't know. I'm sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. It's extremely simple for me to stand up with it here with a guitar or turn on a track and sing. It's like falling off a log backwards to me. That's nothing. Been singing all my life. I ain't saying it's pretty, but I can do it. You know what I mean? But preaching was not easy for me to come up with. But the Lord told me to preach. So I'm here preaching. I did did have a little lesson planned. So the point is I'm not going to go into it uh, completely. I'm just going to talk a little bit about that lesson I had planned. And I want to look at this book, though, because it has a scripture that I can't remember. Can you believe that? I can't remember Look right here. <laughs> it's all good. I tell you. Where's my glasses? Oh. <clears throat> so if y'all have your Bibles with you, you want to get out your little doodaddy doos, whatever they're called, and your phones or whatever, and punch that button on there and bring up your app. Hey, I knew that word app. Can you believe that? To Matthew. Book of Matthew, that's the first one in the New Testament. <laughs> oh boy. You know, I, you know, I think I'm funny sometimes, but I'm really not. I, I found that out. Anyway. <laughs> this is talking about Peter walking on the water. You know, Jesus was walking on the water. It just talks about this here. And uh, it talks about, in like verse uh, 23, it says, And when he had sent the multitude away, it's talking about Jesus, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. We're talking about Matthew chapter 14, right around verse 25. This says, Now on the... On the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Wow, that's cool. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, is it a ghost? And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. Jesus said one word, come. So Peter jumped out of the boat. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, that's a good word, and was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. 
And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and called him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Little story about walking on the water. It's a little story about faith. Now, you'll t- if you want to turn, like I said, I'm on, this is a short version of what I had, but this is, it's, it's all right, believe me. The long version might have got a little bit uh, long. Anyway, uh, if you want to turn to the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, to uh, Acts 26. I have, a few, I have a few scriptures here I want to read, and I want to talk about this for a minute. You know, uh, Paul, he was fixing to head out on a ship and be hauled plumb to Rome. And uh, he uh, was going, y'all know the story. They were on the ship, and it was terrible storms, and the seas were rough, and everything was going bad, really bad. And... Uh, Paul told them. Now, that's the verse I want to read right there. I want to talk, I want to talk about that for a minute. Let's see if I can find it. Um, in, in about, we're talking in Acts 27, excuse me, Acts 27, verse 10. Paul says, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss not only of the cargo and ship, but also of our lives. But nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by things spoken by Paul. So that Paul told them what he thought about it, and they went, nah, we're going to go ahead and we're going to sail. Well, they did, and it was bad, really bad water. Things were terrible. Winds were terrible. And... It was not going good. It says in verse 20 of, 20 of chapter 27, in verse 20 it says, Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. Now I don't believe that Paul actually had no hope there. But, you know, I believe Paul still had a little hope. You know, but anyway. But after long abstinence, from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me. Now that's what, you know, you should have listened to me. And not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. Indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. He said, therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Wow. And it was. They went on. Ship had to, had to run ashore more or less. And it busted up and everything. And some of them went in on boards and parts of the ship. And some of them could swim. He said, if you can swim, jump and swim. But every one of them made it. Because God, God told him. And Paul believed. Paul believed what God said. 
And then I want to tell you a little story, because this kind of relates to something that happened to me back a few months ago right here in this church, sitting right back there. I came in, and I've had, I had uh, acid reflux, and I had it bad. I mean, you know, everything's bad when you got it, right? But no, I really did. <laughs> I mean, it was daily. And I'd been taking purple pills and yellow pills and whatever pills for 20-something years for acid reflux. I was sick and tired of it. I'm telling you, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of it. And I prayed about it, and I prayed about it, and I prayed about it. And I talked to myself about it, and I talked to myself about it, and I talked to whoever I could talk to about it to get rid of it. It wouldn't go away. I came in here one night to church. Pastor Mark is preaching, and it was on healing. And he mentioned, it was just one sentence, really, but it pertained to a few sentences around it, of course. He just said, maybe you're looking to the wrong place for your healing you're looking at your symptoms or you're looking at your problems and you're not looking at the healer jesus christ is the healer bing 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 there went the light it takes a while sometimes i said have i been doing that i know better than that i have been to school I read the book, I bought the t-shirt. Am I doing that? Yes. Talking about the symptoms, praying about the symptoms. Oh, get rid of them, be gone with them, please, you know, and all this. Right then, in my heart, at that very moment, I looked at Jesus Christ and I said, Thank you, Jesus, I am healed. By your stripes, I am healed. I was healed that very instant my focus was in the wrong place I put my focus on the right place and I got healed that very instant I have not had acid reflux I'm not going to have that acid problem reflux whatever they call it it's tremendous heartburn and it's terrible stuff and I don't ever want it again I ain't going to have it because I've been healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ praise God y'all have a tremendous healing anointing right here. Mark, Pastor Mark. And this church, and it has a tremendous healing. I've been healed of several things here. And I don't know, I can't tell you all this about healing or not about healing or whatever, but something about this church and coming in here and hearing the right words. You know, Jesus went around doing what? Preaching, teaching, and healing. Preaching, teaching, healing. Well, I come in here, I get preached at, I get taught, and I get healed. Praise God. I'm, you know, it's a miracle to do. It's an absolute miracle. Took pills forever and ever. If I ran out of them, you can ask Molly. I was the biggest crybaby out there. I need some pills. But I wanted to share that with you. My focus was in the wrong place. It's on the healer now. I'm going to keep it there. Jesus is fo- uh, Jesus. Peter's focus got off. He got out on, that, out on that water and he saw them big nasty waves. And he saw that rough wind and he saw the waves coming and he lost his focus on Jesus. And he sunk. 
And he cried out for him to save me. And Jesus did. And that is what is so cool about Jesus. He will. He's always willing. He's already done everything necessary for our complete healing. It's already been done. Just believe and reach out and grab it. There ain't no telling how many times I preached Mark 11, 23 and 24 and 25 in that area. I preached whole sermons on it for months. I couldn't get off of it. I still had the acid reflux. Where was my focus? It was in the wrong place. I put my, you know, my focus was on preaching the sermons. My focus was on saying, saying, saying. Well, what are you saying? It, it also says in Mark eleven twenty three in 24, it says, believe. And believe. Get your belief in the right spot and you're going to get healed. Get your faith in the right spot where it belongs. On Jesus. He's the healer. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And that's really what I wanted to share with you. Now, I had a nice, beautiful sermon all wrote out. It would have been a whole lot better. But I just thought I'd keep it shorter. And that way, y'all wouldn't have to sit through the long version. Because what I really wanted to share was that. Keep our focus on Jesus. Praise God. You know, healing is the children's bread, right? How hard is it to eat bread? Not very hard, is it? That's how easy it is to receive God's healing. It's just natural. We're his kids. And we can, it's his will. We walk in that divine health. I wanted to read something here, and then we're going to wrap this up. But uh, switch gears for just a minute before we go. But um, Smith Wigglesworth. Anybody know who that man is? Uh, Raised 26 people from the dead, I believe it was. Good man to follow, his faith, you know. Um, he says, you know, the flesh profits nothing. Um, the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it's not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Um, that goes a little bit with what I was saying. The natural man. Uh, sometimes the deeper you just walk with God, unfortunately, sometimes you just see more kind of how natural people are walking in you know you can tell when they're walking in the natural and uh, we've all had our share there but um, you know just like Blaine said getting our focus on the right thing and uh, Smith says something should happen all the time to cause people to say we never saw anything like that before when we're walking in the spirit of God uh, in his anointing, God will do, and it's not dependent on you, so don't worry about how ability, how much ability you have. Um, God will do some of the most absolutely amazing things. He'll speak through you, and you'll be reading people's mail, and you don't know it. And, um, but he said, something should happen all the time because people say, we never saw anything like that before in our life. God is dissatisfied with stationary conditions. He opens the storehouse of the Most High, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Do you realize that all the unsearchable riches of Christ belongs to you? Through the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, um, we have complete, total access to all of heaven. There's warehouses that are absolutely 
full of body parts. We know there's warehouses full of other things too. And uh, God wants you walking in his provision, not your provision. We can work ourselves to death. Is that right? And never hardly be any step further than the day before. But God's provision, no no matter where it is, healing, no matter what it is, family problems, marriage, devils cast out of people, (laughs) bind you, devil, in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Reminds me of a story. <laughs> I, was room- I was rooming with this girl about 20 some years ago. And I mean, she would get to going. And, you know, I just, one night I was coming home, it was like from a prayer meeting, you know, and she's like kind of controlling. Well, it wasn't her. I realized it was a spirit behind her. And so I just, on the way home, I said, In the name of Jesus, I command the lion's mouth to be shut. <laughs> Nothing against her, all right? That thing operating through her. And so anyway, um, the next day she come down. And she literally come down, halfway down the stairs, and was going, her mouth was going, but that no noise was coming out. And I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Power of God will work in all kinds of ways. That's right. Um, but he opens the storehouse of the Most High, the unsearchable riches of Christ, to us. God wants to move us into this divine position. All you just say that God wants to move me into this divine position. And I'm going to walk in his in his divine position. In everything that heaven has available to you. That's what God wants. That's what we're going to do. Is that right? Um, We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.